recognizing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Welcome to the fire. Today on Church and State Part 2 with Julie Green. Hello, Christian Patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier, once again with Gabe, or sorry, Pastor Gabe Blomgren, your favorite far-right shock jocks and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. The only podcast bold enough to put faith and politics in the same room with Jesus smack dab in the middle. Amen. All right. Hey, go to churchandstate.media and download this show. Uh, share it. The first one was was fascinating. We were talking about some prophecy, talking about Israel, America, Trump. Uh, we're going to have a lot more of the same, probably uh, some curveballs thrown in there as well. So share this with family and friends. Uh, take advantage of all of our fine affiliates. Let's do uh, beef because, you know, I love beef. Kate. Yes. Yeah. Look, um, Klaus Schwab wants you to eat the bugs, and we say no. Or, bugs, the, or, the, or the engineered meat that Bill Gates is making with machines. Uh, either way, I want no part of it. No, I want beef. Beef that is freeze-dried, that is raw, that you just literally rehydrate, and you can use it in any dish. You can make hamburgers, you can make lasagna, whatever you want. Everybody knows when a meal is set down in front of you, you look down it, and you go, where's the beef? Exactly. Well, you never have to do that, because you're going to have this... In your bunker, you're set. All right, use that promo code Church and State. You're going to get a discount, and we're going to get some of that money back. Also, don't forget to donate to us. Just hit that donate button at the top of the page. Uh, we are still trying to stay on the American Christian Network full time. So, uh, if you can assist us in doing so, send in some cash. Lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at proton.me. All right. Part two with Julie Green. Uh, for those of you who missed part one, go back to the show and or to the website and listen to it. But uh, Julie Green is uh, head of Julie Green Ministries. It's jgminternational.org. Uh, this is a woman who's been all over the country uh, just preaching and, and speaking to what God is putting on her heart. And she has a message for all of America, uh, especially us Christian conservatives. So, Julie, thank you for joining us again on Church and State. Thank you for having me. I've, I've enjoyed it so far, and I can't wait for the second part. Awesome. Now, Gabe, uh, <laughs> right at the end of the, and yeah, you, you yeah. tend to do this. You do. You tend I to get, do this. I, I don't pay attention to the clock, Julie. I'm one of those guys. I'm a good pastor. Pastors don't pay attention to the clock when they preach. Yeah, we yeah. all know that. So <laughs> sign that I'm a pastor. 27 minutes and 45 seconds is not enough time to talk to this woman of God. So I'm, I'm very excited to ask you this question again. Um, we, we see the anti-Semitism. We talked about uh, what was going on on the tarmac in Russia, Jews fleeing. Uh, it, it's, it's just crazy, the anti-Semitism. Even in America, at colleges, universities, we're not surprised by the liberal left. Speaking to Christians, you know, if they come, like the old saying, they first came for so-and-so, now they come for me. They're going to come for us, Julie, and they're already coming for you. We talked in reference in our last article, or excuse me, our last episode, we talked about how Newsweek um, has come after you many times. And, and, I, and I just want to speak to this. I, I saw pictures of safe houses or safe rooms in these kibbutzes in Israel. And I, I'm very thankful for the Second Amendment, very thankful for prudence. God t says prepare. But there's a lot of people out there in Christian circles who say the Lord will provide. I don't I don't need to. The Lord provides. Um, but to me, it's it's foolishness, I believe. Can you can you speak? speak to the to the the spiritual side of okay yes we have to prepare and be on our knees but also god gave us the second amendment for a reason am i not right 
Mm-hmm. You did. And one of the things that the Lord did say in a prophetic word, he said that as your enemies, the desperation grows and they start finding out more of their plans are not going as planned. They are going to start turning on you. He said it's going to get darker before it's going to get brighter. Things are going to shake and things are going to get more intensifying. He's going to intensify things for a reason. Now for the fact of our destruction, he keeps going and bringing us back to the land of Goshen. And now he protected his children in the land of Goshen during the whole plagues and well, I say judgment because plagues were the judgment against the Egyptians. And so as we see that, we have the Second Amendment, which I love because I, you know, I, I'm an avid Second Amendment holder. <laughs> you know, I, I love my right. Um, but I also tell people too, God will prepare you. God will show you what to do and what not to do in the times of crisis like this or times of war. One of the things he's given us is the most powerful weapon in the world, even more than any, you know, arsenal and any weapon that the enemy has. It is the power of prayer. It is the power of the name of Jesus. So what I tell people all the time is you get your sword of the spirit out. That's the reason why you need to read the Bible, because in this time, God is going to lead you. He's going to guide you in the right direction and where you should go. He's, I, we always pray as a ministry, God, let's be at the right place at the right time because we don't want to be somewhere wrong. But with protection, there's, I, I, I'm packing. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm a person that does. Okay. Because I'm realistic, but at the same time, I thank you, Father God. I don't really have to use it because your angels have charge over me. I thank you. The blood of Jesus that protects me. And I thank you, Father God. I'm not going to be foolish and just kind of do whatever, but I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are my ultimate source of protection. And I thank you for it. That's how I go about my day. I don't really think about it all the time that I'm carrying, but I do say, I thank you, Father God, that I'm able to do that. I have that freedom to do that, but I thank you that I trust in you more. And that's what people have to understand is that the name of Jesus, the power and authority of this word is so powerful that people need to start praying the word of God and the will of God and not just, you know, everything that's wrong in their life. Um, They need to pray the word because the word is a weapon. I love what you're saying there, Julie, uh, prayer, uh, reading the Bible, you know, the, the interesting thing about Christians is we're not going to be surprised by any of this. You know, like we're reading the Bible. And so when the enemy is coming out and saying, yeah, we want to establish a global government, we're like, yep, check. Got it. Mm-hmm. Saw that coming. Right. When they, when they're talking about a one world religion, uh, you know, merging all these different faiths, when they're talking about a one world currency, when they're talking about how they should, we should all have chips in our hands so that we can buy and sell. Uh, we're all like, yeah, okay, we got it. We see what's going on. When we see Israel attacked, uh, you know, we're like, okay, this is all prophetic. We know that this is going to occur. So, you know, if, if you're reading the Bible, you don't have to be concerned about what's going on in the world. You don't have to be like these, these secularists who are searching for tarot card readings or psychics uh, to try to put some type of order to their life. We know everything because we're studying what God told us to study. Yeah. And he's been giving so many warnings. He's been telling us about crazy weather. He's been telling us about specific volcanoes that have erupted. He's been telling us about earthquake in certain places that that's happened. He's been telling us this for a long time. He's been saying, hey, I'm going to get your attention. If I have to do it by the weather, if I have to do it by uh, volcanoes or earthquakes, if I have to do it by politics, I am going to get your attention. He wants to wake us up. This is a great wake-up call to the body of Christ and the world to turn to God. One of the things that he said in the midst of such darkness, he said, I am going to show the world who I truly am, the great I am. I'm going to show the world who I am and not a version of me, not what religion 
has said, not what man-made doctrines have said, but truly who he really is. Because people only know a version of God. They only know what their, uh, you know, their pastor said or their priest said or whatever. They don't truly know God in the word of God, of taking it as a personal relationship and fellowship with him by getting in what I say, I tell everybody, the, the word of God is God's will. You need to read what God's will is. It determines who he is and what you should expect from him to do. So in this time that we need protection, he's our protector. In a time that you need victory, he's Jehovah uh, Nissi, he's our victory. You need healing, he's Jehovah Rapha, he's our healer. He is everything that we need. We just have to believe and receive it instead of believing in everything that's negative all the time. It's easy to believe the five physical senses over the word of God. When he says to walk by faith and not by sight, I'm wanting to know we're all the Christians about walking by faith and not walking by sight in everything that we're seeing right now. We should be walking by faith. It should be natural for us. Julie, I got a follow-up question. I'm sorry to interrupt okay. you, but, but I know you're probably going to go into a different uh, topic there, but I had a follow-up question on this. Uh, and it's an, it's an unpopular opinion that I hold as a Christian. Um, I see the book of Revelation as a book of love. I don't think it's a mistake that John was chosen to read the book or write the book of Revelation. Because when I'm seeing all these judgments, and it's, it's exactly what you said, God's going to get people's attention one way or another. And so I see all of these plagues, all of these, this, this grand tyranny that's, that's uh, brought upon by the Antichrist. I see this as all part of God's plan to try to wake the people up, to bring as many to him as possible. You know, it's, it's like a parent. Parents don't punish their children out of malice or spite or hate. No, they punish them to redirect them, to try to bring mm -hmm. them up in the, in the ways of the Lord. And I'd like to get your, your thoughts on that. You know, I tell people, there's so many people that are afraid to read the book of Revelation. And I, and I said, why? Because that's the only book in the Bible that's promised that you are blessed for reading it. And people look at me like, that's not in the Bible. I'm like, Yes, it is. It's in the book of Revelation, chapter one. I think it's verse three. It is the only book of the Bible where it promises that you are blessed for reading it. And why? Because it's a revelation. It's a revelation of what's going to happen. And God is like pulling back that veil and said, this is what I'm going to get you. I'm showing you the end. I'm showing you what is going to happen and what the world is going to come out to be in order to bring people to me. He's saying that the world is going down a collision course, is going down the course of evil and darkness and this all of this anti-God, anti, you know, anti-Christ, anti-Semitism, everything that's against God, everything that's bad. And so he's saying, this is what, we, and I tell people this all the time, before all of these things happen, God, it said, he's, we're not appointed to wrath. God is going to do something so magnificent, so magnificent and so awesome. It is going to wake people up and turn them to Christ. I truly believe something awesome is going to happen out of all of this that we're seeing right now. It is not the time for evil to reign, but it is God's church. It is their time to wake up. It is their time to show up and show the world God's light and God's love, because that's what this world needs. There's so much darkness, but God is light, and that light will dispel all the darkness. Can we speak to the skeptic for a, a bit? Um, I, I want to speak to the skeptic. I know they're out there, and, and guess what? There's there's parts in the Bible where I believe, uh, you know, he, Jesus said, "Put your put your finger in my side." Mm -hmm. Test the spirits, Paul. You know, I, I, I don't think doubting Thomas is, is his name. His name is actually Thomas. And there's points in life where we've all been we've all have been Thomas. And we, we, you know, the moment I, I guarantee you, Thomas's eyes 
were lit and probably full of tears after he stuck his fingers in Jesus's side. I, it's very hard for me though to to hear about the this. There's a there's a wake right now of the skeptic who now they don't even want to put their fingers in the side. They don't want to test the spirits. They just want to make the accusation. And I, w- I want to throw this out here. This is a statistic according to the Encyclopedia of Biblical Prophecy. This was uh, compiled years ago. There is 100, uh, 1,239 prophecies in the Old Testament, 578 prophecies in the New Testament for a total of 1,817. And of the thir- 31,124 verses in the Bible, 8,352 verses contain prophecy, thereby saying that the Bible is 26.8% prophecy but pastors mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to go after pastors i am one two percent of the yearly sermons even touch prophetic books so i'm just throwing out there okay people i get it test the spirits okay test the mm-hmm. spirits okay miss julie green is she a prophet is she not you stick your finger in the side, feel the palm prints. And every time I hear Julie talk about prophecy, she always actually talks about the word simultaneously. She's saying, read the word, read the word, read the word. You've said it probably 50 times since we've spoken to you. And t- talk to the skeptic for a bit, because I, I don't want to leave them. Yeah, I don't want to leave them either. And that's why I always pr- turn people back to the word of God, because the word of God is that truth that sets people free. So right now there's a spirit of religion. The spirit of religion has always been around. Like I said earlier in our first part of our uh, interview is how the religion, the religious spirit couldn't even see Jesus. All those religious leaders could not see him right in front of their face. They could not see the truth. They couldn't see the lamb of God. They couldn't see what he was saying or even receive it or believe it. And so right now that is happening. Once again, you have a spirit of religion that's trying to get people to doubt. It's trying to get people to turn away from God instead of getting them to turn to God. They're starting to become more skeptical, like you said, more doubting. All of us, yes, have doubted, but at the same time, if we get into the Word of God and we read Him, we read what He's saying, we read and find out who He really is, that destroys that doubt. It also destroys the spirit of confusion, because what the enemy does is he loves to take scriptures, and he loves to twist them. And he loves to put his version on it in order to get people to walk way just like and i'm going to say something that you know might rile people up but again i love how you said church and state god should never be kicked out of politics politics should have always included our heavenly father why because if you take him out then what are you left with you're left with evil and lies and so when you are you when you know the truth you know what's really rightfully yours you're gonna fight for that the problem is so many people with religious um and well People have been in churches that haven't been taught the truth. Now, I have been, I've had so many people that are watching and they're viewers of our ministry that have been into churches and so much religious and legalism, they didn't know any of this stuff. Mm. They didn't know they had the power and authority in the name of Jesus. They didn't know that they could use the word and use it like a weapon. They didn't know the love of God, the compassion nature of God. They didn't know this because they weren't taught. The reason why is because some pastors are more worried, and I'm not trying to pick on them either because I know you want, my dad won, I was associate pastor for a while with my dad. I love pastors, but some of them don't reach these things because they're afraid to lose their flock. They're afraid to lose people because when you get controversial, (laughs) 
Some people love you and some people hate you and they don't want to lose what they have. But when you are being used by God, God is the one who brings that increase. God is the one who will bring those people. God is the one who will bring the finances that you will need. God is the one who will bring everything you need if you allow him to do it with you. So you can be controversial and you will be even more blessed than being sick. That's so good. I mean, and, and, and we have proof. That's the thing. Like, let's just mm -hmm. go back a couple years to COVID-19. And what did we see? The masses of churches out there in America all closed down, right? M majority of them across the board. Didn't matter the denomination. They all closed down. Mm -hmm. And the few churches that did say, you know, you know what? No, we're going to stay open. Uh, we believe that uh, people probably need Jesus more than ever right now. What happened to those churches? They grew massively. Churches mm -hmm. that were having three, four services just in order to be able to have people in the building. Right. So if you want to be bold, and, and I truly believe that our faith calls us to be bold, but if a pastor is going to be bold, guess what? God's going to bless you. That church is going to have, be overflowing with people, and you're going to see the spirit moving in it. Uh, I firmly believe that. Uh, and, and I think that as, as, as the tyranny gets a whole lot worse, I think there's going to be more of a need for it. So I, I think, Gabe, what, what we're trying to do uh, with church and state, and I believe with Julie Green Ministries as well, is to get pastors bold enough to stand up against what's coming at us because there's a lot that's about to come at us that is really going to test your faith. And the Bible tells mm -hmm. us that, that the deception will be so great that, that even the elect might possibly be fooled if he didn't cut it short. I want to add something that really quick about pastors being bold because the Lord had given me a, a prophecy some time ago. It was like in uh, 2022. This is about Arthur Pulaski, Pastor Arthur Pulaski out of Canada. And one of the things that he said was not only is he going to get him out of that prison cell, but he also said he was never going to go back in. And it looked like after he got out, because I had talked to Pastor Arthur a few times after that because he got a hold of these prophetic words. His wife was reading them to him and encouraging him what the Lord was saying. When he got out, then, of course, they threatened him back in. It looked like he was going back to prison. And right before he went back to prison, I said, remember this prophetic word. And I said this to him on air. I said, remember the prophetic word. God says you weren't going back. So hold on to that because you have been bold. You have you are God's Joseph. He has called you that. And he said he is going to protect you. And guess what? Out of it looked so impossible. He was not sentenced back to jail. They said time served. Again, this is God, but God honored that boldness and that steadfast, uh, steadfast faith of President Arthur Pulaski in Canada when they are worse than us and God honored that and God protected them. And now he's a free man and he's able to actually come with us on the Reawaken America tour in, in America. And before he couldn't even leave because he was on house arrest. So again, it's just showing that God will honor those who will stand up and be bold like a lion in his name. And even if it doesn't occur, you know, even even if you are martyred, because we as we read the word of God, there's going to be a lot of martyrs. All right. But this this life is it's, it's temporal. Right. They, they, mm -hmm. You're not here forever. OK, you're when you are bold, you're building treasures in heaven. All right. And, and so I would I would encourage every path, every Christian for that matter. Be bold, build those treasures, and don't care about what the world says about you. Don't care what the world's going to do to you because you have eternal life. And build those treasures, ladies and gentlemen. I know you got something you wanted to bring up. Yeah, Philadelphia, Biden's speech. You're familiar, September of, of uh, 2022. Dark MAGA. Yeah, he has the red lights up on, you know, Independence Hall. He addresses by name. I've never, ever had a speech, especially a State of the Union. There's never been a State of the Union address ever where a sitting president would talk about a previous president in such a demeaning 
an almost childlike way, like we're in high school. He brought his name up, I think I think it was something like 10 times. Then he used the word MAGA and MAGA Americans. Now, he created this subsect of Republican conservatism called MAGA Americans. It was one of the most vilifying and almost like a process of separating sheep from goats. Biden's also in the same kind of context speaking about Americans who are Second Amendment Americans that you're going to need like jets to fight against the government. Uh, what, what good is, what good is a firearm going to do you this defeatist mechanism? I, I want you to speak to our weapons of warfare are not carnal. Okay. Goliath, you can go ahead and say all you want, but I've picked out five smooth stones. And so is my friend, Julie, and they're ready to go. I'm not, I'm not threatened by you. And, and guess what? This isn't a threat of violence. This is a threat of almighty God. My Papa knows what you're up to. And he says in Psalm two, you make your plans, but I sit on the throne and laugh. So I want you to speak to Biden, his vilifying, I would say most of, of, of Christian, uh, cause I, I do want to say that a lot of MAGA Americans are Christian. Did he roll up the sleeves and, and what's your response to it? He, he is like Goliath. He get out there and he says these things and he does these things and he's trying to intimidate. He's trying to bring fear. He's trying to bring people into submission, thinking that they're the ones who are outcasts when we were actually ones who are the majority, just like Pharaoh in the book of Exodus and Exodus chapter one, he got so afraid at the population and the size of Egypt because, or the size of Goshen, how many Israelites there were, he was afraid that they were going to overthrow him because if they got caught wind that they were more powerful because they were more in number than he was, they could overthrow the Egyptians. And so what he did, he decided to kill them. So again, it's a fear and intimidation. And I will tell people that God said, and I love how he said this, when he, the first prophecy he ever said this, and I just chuckled. And I was like, Lord, did you really say that? And he said it again. He said, I have infiltrated the infiltrators. You have to remember that God is, he's Alpha Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows exactly what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. He knows all the plans of the enemy. And he said that he has set up all these traps and they are going right into those traps for their ultimate destruction. Just like the Red Sea was uh, Pharaoh's ultimate fate. Even though Pharaoh kept pursuing God's people, even after they were escaped, God said, you're not getting your way. And of course, God showed the um, Israelites that God was still their protector and defender. And so they saw the, the fall of Pharaoh and all of his chariots and all of his men. And so we are going to see something similar to that because you can't sit there and curse God. You can't sit there and, and go against God and think nothing's going to happen. He has kept telling me in many different prophecies, he says, these are the days of Haman. And as you read in the book of uh, Esther, when Haman meant for Hort uh, Mordecai, he meant, you know, He's the one who built the gallows for Mordecai. And Mordecai was actually the one who was praised by the king. And then Haman was actually the one who was hung by the same gallows that he built for, for Mordecai. Wow. So again, we're starting to see because it is called seed time and harvest. You will reap what you sow. They're sowing much death and destruction and life and corruption. You, They're going to reap that. And so I've been saying that because God has been saying that. He's been giving many different prophetic words about the fall of the Biden. He even said uh, there was going to be another fall on live TV. There has been multiple different ones after the fact of after I heard that where he has fallen. And one of that big time was in, in North Carolina. That is part of his ultimate fall. 
the, the decline of his cognitive ability is part of his ultimate fall. He said he was first going to show uh, the laptop and Hunter and his uh, life and then connect Joe and then the, uh, Kamala and Obama and all these things are now starting to come out. So again, I'm telling you, if you are against God, you better change your ways because God will always have his way. His plan will always go his plan because God is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And he can, in Psalm 75 and verse 7, he can throw or he can pull down one and bring up another. Ooh. So that's who God is. You, know, you have you something just you wanted to tell on? I just... You said something that I've never heard before, and, and it just goes to prove that you never know what you're going to get on church and state. But you said Joe Biden is a Goliath, and, I, and I'm like, maybe a much shorter, half-retarded little brother yeah. of Goliath? I, I don't know. I just, I, I, it struck me as humorous. I just had to add that. I know you got something you wanted to add. Yeah, addressing back to the, the concept that the, the Jewish population outnumbered Pharaoh, and it intimidated mm -hmm. him. And I think you're on to something that we, we have spoken to. And it, it's actually th this God uses unique things to speak to Caleb and I where, you know, Hollywood projects. And there's a quote in the movie Bugs Life. OK, I don't know if you have kids and if you've seen the movie Bugs yes. Life, but there's a part I'm going to quote it. And I'm speaking to you, Christians, Christians, listen to the plans of the enemy being projected or the elites, the plans of the Illuminati, okay, the one percent. Hopper, the bad guy, the evil grasshopper, speaking to one of his, his clones or his minions. His, his minions, speaking about the ants who are you, Christians, okay? He says this, you let one ant stand up to us, they might all stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us 100 to 1. If they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. Think on that. Yeah, it's, it's projection in Hollywood. Uh, it's so accurate. And so it is a call to action to every single patriot, every single Christian out there that we need to start standing up to them because we do outnumber them. And, and people, we want freedom. We're made in the image of our creator. He's free. We want to be free. We desire that. And so anytime that there's a despot, a tyrant that emerges throughout the world, uh, throughout the ages, we want, we naturally are inclined to stand up to the bully. I'm going to, I'm going to, correct you. We don't want to be free. We are free. And I've learned mm -hmm. that from you. You, you have shown me I'm a pastor, but he has so ingrained into me, the love of our rights, God given rights. We already have, we don't want to be free. We are free. We just have to live it. Mm -hmm. That's right. And something that I want to say too, is that, you know, Biden isn't just the Goliath. It is a system that he's a part of. It is that global government. It is the deep state. It's a swamp. They are, because we know that he's, the Lord said that uh, he's not the one who's running the show. We all know who's running the show. It is Obama. And he's, he said he's cutting off the communication and the earpiece, which we have seen an ultimate decline in, um, in Biden. But one of the things I also say all the time, and I also tell people, uh, my viewers and partners, I tell them this every day. I said, listen, you have to remind yourself or almost every day. It seems like lately you have to remind yourself, they can't take away something that God has given to you. You already have that freedom that God has already given. It is not man-made. It is God given right. And so just like our liberties, God is the one who has given us this nation. He is the one who has led us and the 
founding fathers of this nation knew the importance of the freedom of Almighty God. And that's the reason why the main textbook in the schools was the Bible. And so, again, they can't take something away. It's not theirs to control. It is not theirs to manipulate. But one thing they can do is an intimidate and deceive people out of it. So we already are free. And this is where we are holding the line and standing and, re and fighting back against tyranny and against the deception that they cannot take away something that God has already given to us. Amen to that. We've been joined by Julie Green of jgminternational.org. Julie, we've run out of time, but uh, I'm just going to encourage our audience to go to the website, check out all of your prophecies, all of your teachings, and we'll definitely have to have you back. Yes, I would love to come back. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank Church you. and State is sponsored in part by the Constitution Party and Patriot Church. I'm Gabe Blomgren. A calm does not suit me. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire. Are you there? Clear. All right. Hey, thank you, Julie, so much. That was awesome. Uh, it goes far too quickly. I know. It went by really, really fast. But thank you again for having me on. I, I, as you can tell, I love talking about God and the love of